Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. A quick awareness update for one of the tokens that's in my portfolio. I have not been compensated by them. However, if they're listening, I would absolutely welcome your compensation. But I'm not currently compensated by them. I'm sharing this on my own volition because I see strength in them. And I've taken the time to learn their history and the backing story behind it. And I want to share that story with you because I think it's it highlights the best of cryptocurrency compared to some of the other ones out there that just don't seem to get it. And I want to tell that story because I think what's missing in today's crypto is the sense of the fact that we're investing. And I just did a post. Investors, when you have a crypto, you work for the investor, not the other way around. And I think a lot of cryptos have lost sight of that. But this one, which is Cody, K-O-D-I, I want to spotlight them because different than the others, I think they get it. I think they treat, by and large, their situation as this is an investment. This is what we need to treat them as, as an investment. And we need to nurture this token in the right way while we're doing all the fancy stuff. I'm not suggesting they're perfect, but I am saying that from my perspective as an investor, they have done a better job <clears throat> compared to many of the other tokens out there of treating their investors as investors. So let me kind of give you the history of Cody. I had my eye on Cody for months. The challenge is that during the time that I first saw it and I wanted to buy in on it, we're dealing with Binance and Binance for somebody in America is challenging to get into because there's a lot of backstory, but the summary is because there's on the Binance side, you pretty much are reliant on Binance.com to some degree. Binance US lets you do some of it now, but it's hard to get into Binance US because of their approval processes, which it took me days to get past theirs because their automated scanner doesn't like black people. And I found out that their scanner actually doesn't like tablets. It's, it's not working with tablets. So once I got all that sorted, I was able to get on there. But by that point, it was already too late. I was already on to different projects, but I kept Cody invisibility because I figured at some point I would solve the Binance issue and be able to get in. Around this time, it was known as Kodiak, K-O-D-I, but the actual token name was Kodiak. And they launched, I believe it was roughly around August, mid-August. From what I can tell, and I'm going off the information they shared, which I'm impressed by because they were open and they were transparent about what happened. So that's number one. So Kodiak has some technical issues. They don't specify what technical issues were, but apparently they were bad enough that it it hampered the momentum of the project. So I, I suspect that it's a similar situation as to what Solana experienced when Solana ran into its network-based issues where nobody could trade or it was harder to trade. And as a result, it took a steep dive. It's recovering now, but it took a steep dive because of these issues. I suspect it's a similar situation with Kodak where at one point it just wasn't able to sustain the momentum. And so they made it a hard decision to simply migrate to a new contract instead of leaving everybody hanging. I don't know the specifics of what was in the technicals of the contract that made it hard to recover it, but I do know that when you have contracts that you put in place, you're basically committing to a certain course of action. You're basically saying, this is what's going to happen. This is what we're going to do. And I think that's a challenge when you are dealing with a token that's an underdog. It's new. It's not 
well-established. It's not well-known as Cody is, was not at the time. And even now, I would argue it's not as nearly well-known as many of the others, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. So they decide to relaunch the token. They keep the same symbol, which is good, um, but they rebrand, and now it's just Cody Coin, as they call it. You can see similarities in the logo. The logo is now, it has more of a, quote, cool look to it. And they're focusing on more utility. They actually did some, some grading, and I believe this came from possibly some audit things, but um, they recognized the things that they could improve on and that they know they need to work on. So I want to talk about some of those at a highlight level. And they come in categories. So the team, as in the people behind it, the challenge, the main challenge I see on the list of what's there was the know your customer. In other words, the doxing of the various team members. Currently, the only organization that has identified the team is Dessert Finance. Dessert Finance, you can fake it. They don't verify any of it. So the veracity is in question. This is a this is a yellow flag, truly a yellow flag. They acknowledge it's a yellow flag, and they've acknowledged that they need to do a better job of it. And on, even on their website, they talk about there's things that we need to do in order to make this more solid, and they have been actively working on this, and they've given a few a little bit more information. But what they should ideally do is do a full-on. I think the reason that they're not doing it is because they're concerned about potential fallout if something goes wrong again. Because what happens is when you dox, you're exposing yourself to certain crazies, right? That they get upset because something went wrong and then they start coming after you. That actually happened with the whole Squid Game thing. So this one's a challenge because you really should expose who you are. And I think the easy way to get around this one is to simply expose enough information that it doesn't violate your privacy. This means ideally a name. Ideally, you have a LinkedIn social media profile, not just Facebook. Why? Because LinkedIn forces you to give a real name. Then you simply just detail what you've done. What's your credentials? Who are you? Da, 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 and go off that. But I think a lot of people get nervous about that because they'll use that to then find your address, which is easy, I'll tell you. So I understand, but I do think that needs to be fixed, in my opinion, as well. The When they talk about community, I don't put too much credence in community because community is heavily focused on Telegram. And as I said before, Telegram is not in the U.S. They don't care. Only reason we care is just to get updates that are critical updates. Most of America is on your Facebooks and on your Reddits and on your Twitters, and that's where information should be spread across all platforms. So I don't put too much credence in community because ultimately it doesn't tell you anything about the true value of the token. Really where I would want to see popularity in community is that it is well known throughout the community, meaning mainstream. I want to see that there's coverage outside of the social media places. I want to see that you have an active Reddit community because when you have an active Reddit community where you're sharing this information, it means you're welcoming all comers because Reddit is one of the largest platforms to communicate with people, but it's also asynchronous, which means that I can find historical data years after the fact. The other one is utility. Utility refers to what does what what is the fundamental purpose of the token? What does it do outside or the company? What does it do outside of make money? I don't put strong credence in utility because as we saw with Doge, 
Sometimes it's just a matter of having a token that ends up popular and you're good enough with it. Sometimes it does it doesn't certainly hurt to have a good utility. And with the Cody team, they've created this um, pitch, which is advertising. So if you think it comes from the term pitch deck, it's a marketing advertising term. Um, they're talking about entertainment networks like radio. They're talking about streams, um, rewards. So there's a lot of uh, the B&B rewards. They're, that one is a huge one because you do have to hold a significant number of tokens, unfortunately. But in exchange, you get rewarded in the primary gas currency on the Binance side. And that's huge. Now, of course, Binance is cheap to purchase and easy to acquire once you get past the hoops. And you don't have to spend a lot of it to transact. But just any opportunity to not have to spend on the buy, the secondary currency that's just given to you for, for no extra cost. Tokenomics is a big one for everybody investing. The current common tokenomics that you're aware of, of course, now the popular thing is reflections, right? I've talked about reflections of the token given back to people who hold. I've talked about burn mechanics. They have a different strategy. You don't automatically get rewards unless if you invest a certain number or greater. So if you invest a certain number or greater, you get rewards by way of the BNB rewards for the Binance. But you don't automatically get more Cody just because. There's a pro and a con to this. The pro, of course, is that it forces everybody who wants to get into Cody to buy. That, of course, increases the visibility to the value of it rather than just getting, 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 getting. And the quantity of tokens is actually low. I believe it's only like 100 billion. There's not a lot of tokens, which means that its value is expected to go up significantly. If they did reflections, it would basically deflate faster than it was able to sustain. So I think it's good. There's a tax on everything. So they have built into the code a structure where it allows them to if you know the if you, if you're aware of let's say the Uber that's a good example, and they'll have surge pricing, where if it's busy or they don't have enough cars or something's going on, basically the price skyrockets, and they're doing that as an incentive to get more drivers out there. I don't agree with it, but that's what they do. If you're not aware of Uber because you never use it, I'm sure that you've taken a toll road at some point where the toll is like a dollar at certain points a day, and it's like ten bucks. During rush hour, same concept. It's at capacity, and we need to kind of slow this down, and they will skyrocket the price to now be a disincentive to taking it. That's what this has. So if it gets to a point where there's liquidity issues or there's a lot of people selling, it's more for the sales, but for more, there's too many people selling. Basically, they can increase the tax that's applied against people who are selling. That, of course, gets redistributed in the rewards and the other parts I'm going to talk about. But it's to disincent selling, which helps stabilize the value. It doesn't mean you can't sell. It means they're not they're trying to prevent the pump and dump scenarios or people that are paper handing or the day traders is what they're trying to deal with there. Um, there's anti-dump mechanics, which basically has a maximum sell. And I believe, and I could be mistaken on this, but I believe Cody is the one that has a maximum hold wallet. I could be mistaking them with a different wallet. There's one coin that has you can only hold so many tokens to make sure everybody can get some, which was, I thought, brilliant. They have an anti-dump that says the max sell per transaction. That means that forces you to do multiple sales if you're trying to sell off a major bag if you're a whale. Problem is you're going to get nailed with a, with a tax each and every time. Again, another disincentive to major sell-offs. 
They then take all of the tax revenue, quote unquote, and they split it. The rewards I talked about for BNB, marketing money, which I think goes unnoticed a lot with these coins. They don't set aside actual capital for marketing. So if you're coming in and you've got $500,000 or a million dollars, you can then put your own investment in to marketing your coin or you invest the coin and then use its own revenue to support a marketing pool. And that becomes a slice that you're investing towards. So you as an investor are helping pay towards the marketing efforts of the coin. That's what this slice is for. Um, liquidity pools, developer wallets, developer wallets also underrated because if you have a developer team, they need to be paid for the work they do because if you don't, there's no incentive for them to stay on just out of the kindness of their heart, especially if they don't have a full-time job. It's different if you've got a developer who has a full-time job and they're just doing this on the side, but then the problem is commitment, time commitment. So I think it's good they sliced out money at least for this. Transparency, as I talked about in the team, might be a concern because you don't know where really that money's going, right? Is it all going to China? Obviously, that's a red flag. Seems like they have a good marketing plan. Their website certainly does indicate this. Um, it's a very well-written website. It's very professional. It's not one of the copy-paste ones that I can tell. They've got listings all over creation. They've got people that are aware of it, strong awareness. Um, there's a store, and then they've got NFTs. And the NFTs, I think, are some of the best created NFTs I've seen. And I'm not an NFT enthusiast, per se, but they're really good NFTs, and those who like NFTs will certainly jump into those. Then they have some summary thoughts, which I think came from the audit of it's basically a long-term hold, which is obvious. Um, the team not being doxxed is a concern. I would strong that. Um, the market the market cap is high. And this one's price is going up really high. It's going up really high. Um, it's been on an upward trend for the past week here, um, more than any other token, which is why I wanted to call it out now because I think that it's one of those underdogs. It's... It's down basically less zeros than SHIB, and nobody's talking about it. It's got less inventory than SHIB, and nobody's talking about it. It's got a better marketing plan by far and away than SHIB, and nobody's talking about it. It's got stronger utility than SHIB, and nobody's talking about it. Arguably, though, where I see them stand out more than anything else I just described is that the Cody team, the Cody people behind this, it has a very solid community, meaning it's a the communication is not toxic. They're not bashing other projects. They're very transparent about what they've done right, what they've done wrong, and what they need to fix, and where they've come from, from the Kodiak days to now. They took the time to basically migrate the existing people over from the old token to the new, which meant that they actually cared about their investors. So above everything else, it, it, even if you dismiss everything else, for me, the biggest standout was going to be the fact that it seemed like they cared about their investors more than any other coin that's out there that I've seen in communication, trying to communicate, trying to get ahead of issues, proactively taking action, openly documenting that they know they've got these issues that need to be fixed. I That appeals to me as an investor. And so I've been confident having my money stored with them and investing more money with them because I see strong, they are the model for me, in my opinion, of what crypto should be across the board. If I were to create 
some sort of a standard template of this is what they all should do. There's the, the model for it. I'll close this out this way. SHIB right now is up popular because of awareness. It has over 700,000 holders. I think it's getting close to 800,000 holders. And there's just been a organic growth from its community. That can't be understated, and I don't pretend to understate it. Satama is similar in the sense that it only has 150,000 holders, but it's a very organic, vo vocal community. And Satama, as I've said, has very strong business-minded people behind it, where SHIB has stayed true to the purpose. Where those have fallen short, compared to Cody, is communication. Communication and treating the people who have invested as investors. This, I think, is, is important, and I don't know why it has not become the standard. And that's why I want to spotlight Cody and give them major kudos because they, above all, that I have experienced, and I've experienced quite a few tokens, have actively worked to try to be that standout. Even now that I consider them an underdog, I say they're one to keep an eye on. I say they're one to be aware this is, this is something worth an investment into. And in the long term, I firmly believe that it will pay off for you. Because I think they will take care of you. And that's that's key. So that's Cody. If you're going to invest, be sure to give them a shout out. Once you do invest, just understand it's not like the other ones where you just get free tokens for no reason. You will have to do a pretty decent investment in order to get the rewards. But they do have it. And you will see that it's reasonably strong, reasonably stable, and definitely well worth the time.